there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, can't complain. A week's gone by without having had to watch Haunted Mansion, so it's an improvement <sighs> on last week. Yeah, uh, that film has already like been blotted from my memory. You know, you bring it up here, I had to then remember that we'd watched that film, and uh, I, I now hate you for it, I'm afraid. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. I'm I'm really sorry. I mean, I've watched quite a lot of films this week to try and cleanse my palate, and I actually watched uh, a bit of a Tony Scott, Quentin Tarantino classic today for the first time, True Romance. Have you seen oh, wow. that? Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. It's one of the ones I haven't seen. Well, there's a line in it which rubbed me the wrong way. Oh. Uh, th- this guy says to this other guy who's who's been at a theme park, uh, isn't, isn't, and you've got better things to do than just go on a roller coaster all day. And I was like, wow. Well, no. Uh, why you got to do me like that, film? I think you're too cool for theme parks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's been my day until coming here to do this podcast. Uh, last week, of course, yeah, I'll remind you of it again. We did review Haunted Mansion, the latest and greatest <sighs> theme park film. Which means we did miss some news. I mean, it's the latest. Week. Let's not say greatest. Come on. I mean, it's it's the greatest latest, right? It's uh, the greatest of the latest theme park films. They don't come around often, Josh. With every release, we work out why that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, other than trying to forget that and get over it, uh, did you spend this week at all celebrating National Roller Coaster Day, which happened? <laughs> Just a couple of days ago. Um, I watched a load of videos of roller coasters, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. And well, what yeah. is your favourite roller coaster? You must have said it on the show before, but to celebrate the, the day we have just had, what, what's your favourite uh, roller coaster ever? And if it doesn't exist anymore, what's your favourite current roller coaster? Well, my favourite coaster was Nemesis at Orton Towers. Um, it's been taken over by uh, the Smiler at Alton Towers. I, I think you're pretty, it's going to be pretty hard to beat those. They're, they're pretty intense and they're really good fun. don't know what mine would be. It's maybe recency bias, but Velocicoaster is an absolute doozy, I have to say. Although I was also reminded repeatedly during my most recent Florida trip of how good Hulk is and how how well they did when they referred that ride, rebuilt that ride. That is Hulk still a is joy a to this day. As I've said many times, especially now that the classic Starts for Magic Kingdom Day has been, well, ruined, I suppose, by the removal of Splash Mountain. I think Islands of Adventure, which may have been my favourite start to a theme park day anyway, is basically nailed on my favourite, and Hulk is a big part of why, Josh. It's a great way to start a day. It's, it's one of the perfect ways to start the day, if I'm honest. And, you know, if I could start my day every day that way, I'd be very much up for it. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? Just a yeah. good way of getting you up out of bed, a good way of waking you up, good way of filling you with adrenaline and energy for the for the rest of the day. Yeah, if I could start my day with Hulk every day, I, I think that would be quite good fun. 
Anyway, uh, speaking of roller coasters, Josh, you said before we started recording that you were particularly excited about one of the news stories we were going to talk about this week, and that is new details about a new roller coaster at Europa Park, which is coming in 2024. We've talked about this in vague terms before. It's going to be the headline attraction in the new Croatia area, which will be opening next year. And we knew that it would be themed somewhat, at least, to Nikola Tesla, not the Elon Musk car company, but the actual guy. Yeah. And uh, a few other Tesla-themed attractions as well coming to this Croatia land. But now we know what the roller coaster is going to be called and how it is going to be themed a little more specifically. And it is going to have a kind of electric car angle, but not actually Tesla, weirdly enough. <laughs> no, yes. Uh, Josh, you are the car guy here. Do you want to talk us through what's going on with this Tesla-themed electric car roller coaster that isn't actually Tesla. Uh, sure. Uh, so it is going to be called uh, the Voltron Nevera powered by Rimac ride. Uh, Rimac being a, a Croatian car company. Like obviously Nikola Tesla is from Croatia. It's the Croatian land. It's the perfect car company to put on this ride, really, if you're going to get any car sponsor. It makes sense. Rimac is Croatian makes purely electric cars people might not have heard of Rimac uh, they're mainly known for making these incredibly fast electric cars uh, most famously it was the car that uh, Richard Hammond crashed off the side of a hill is that the one where uh, he almost died or is that a different one that's a different one the first one he well he's almost died in most of them to be fair but the first one he properly almost died when he crashed a rocket car going stupidly it. fast uh, the it. second one he did a hill climb in this Rimac um, and he decided once he got past the finish line not to slow down or turn so he went off the side of the hill and rolled the car down the hill like a madman uh. Rimac almost also recently got into a partnership deal with uh, I think it's Volkswagen Audi Group um, who uh, used to own Bugatti. They sold Bugatti to Rimac, but then at the same time bought stake in Rimac. So obviously Volkswagen Audi Group being a German car company, uh, Europa Park being a German theme park. All it's all tying together. Yeah, and they've got their car branding on other rides already, don't they? Silver Star is that? That's a Mercedes thing. That's right? Mercedes, yeah. See, I know some stuff about cars in theme parks. Well, Voltron is a pretty cool name. I think the branding on it kind of ruins it, to be honest. But yeah, I obviously... think Nevera is also the model of Rimac. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just call it Voltron. Voltron's a cool name. Uh, alas, money, I guess. Moolah. Yeah. Has... It's not the first one that's obviously you've got the, the Silver Star by Mercedes. You've got the uh, Blue Steel. Was that car thing as well? At the time. Was it? Oh, yes, of course. And they, they got rid of that, right, after the yeah. invasion of Ukraine. So they're yes. not afraid of uh, getting corporate sponsors in to fund their... Uh... But I think, you know, the Mac rides, are they're a, they're a ride manufacturer. They design new rides. 
uh, if this investment is going towards coming up with new roller coasters, then I'm I'm kind of all for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, given it is Europa Park, as you say, goes without saying that it is Mac. Uh, they're saying it's going to be the longest launch coaster in Europe, four thousand five hundred and forty-four feet long. It will have wow. an inverted top hat. Never done that before myself. With a descending roll, an inverted stall, a dive loop, a falling roll, a corkscrew, a beyond vertical drop, uh, vertical launch, sorry, uh, and a backward launch, and a dark ride section. Is that enough for you, Josh? Uh, it's, it's a bit slow for my liking, if I'm honest. But, uh... <laughs> well, yeah, actually, 56 miles per hour. I mean, that is, yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's nothing outrageous uh, so far as a sort of big coaster like this is concerned you know it's a bit ironic really given the theming and everything that the one area where it may be lax compared to some of its uh other other coasters and even in europa park itself is that yeah it's not maybe not the absolute quickest but there still seems like there's a lot going on there so yeah if you if you want truly quick from a rimac you need to buy the car which goes 60 miles an hour in 1.74 seconds Oh, that's just ridiculous. Think of all the other that, things you could do in 1.74 seconds. That is silly fast. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, yeah, quite keen to get back to Europa Park, I think, when this opens. This sounds cool. I think, I think I'd like to check it out. I mean, I loved Europa Park anyway. It's a fantastic theme park. If you haven't been, it comes highly recommended, I think, by the two of us. And yeah, I would absolutely yeah. love to go back once Croatia is up and running. Might might be my favourite European park. Really? Mm. Yeah. Above such other hits as Fantasia Land and Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris is obviously a weird one because it's kind of two parks, but that one of the parks is kind of small. Um, but yeah, I think the variety and the expanse of the place um, really mm. really does it for me at Europa Park. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we probably said it at the time, it's got the most roller coaster tycoon vibes of any theme park I've been in in real life. It's uh, 100%. It's absolutely stacked with stuff. It's kind of crazy. Just one other brief word uh, from Europa Park uh, and another uh, accident, unfortunately. We've reported on a few of these, it feels like, in the last few months. I don't know if you remember this part of the park, Josh. So this happened near the Atlantica Super Splash. And I don't know if you remember, but the part of the, uh, well, the splashdown area, there's, there was also like almost a little kind of barge, kind of raft, sort of separate attraction almost, where I think you could go out on it and sort of watch shows. There'd be like performances on it. Yeah. And I mean, it always, it, I mean, it was kind of vintage Europa Park in many ways. It's like there's hardly any breathing room between attractions like they waste absolutely zero space like uh, it's it's a it's kind of mental and um, anyway so um, park officials said that a mobile pool used in the Ritorno dos piratas diving show ruptured during a performance earlier this week uh, five performers and two guests were hurt in the incident a uh, diving platform attached to the pool collapsed and water from the pool flowed into the adjacent... adjacent sorry, I went all Sean Connery there. Uh, Atlantica <laughs> Super Splash Flume Ride. Uh, as of recording, no word on the cause or anything. Uh, and Super Splash did close 
uh, in the aftermath of the incident, but but reopened the following day. Uh, yeah, obviously thoughts with those who are injured. No word on the kind of severity of the injuries, but yeah, another another unfortunate incident for a theme park to contend with this summer. Where, as I say, we've spoken about a few of late, and quite a few of them in Europe as well. So. Yes. Uh, yeah, not much more to say about that at the moment, other than yeah, as I say, thoughts with those affected. Uh, now we shall pivot away from Europa Park and Deutschland and over to Florida, which uh, well, we're about not too long away now from my grand return, which is very exciting. And of course, when I get there, I will be able to check out Villain Con. Minion Blast for the first time at Universal Studios Florida. We talked about this ride in some detail a few weeks ago because it's soft opened, but uh, it has now officially opened. And via this write-up from Orlando Park Stop, I think I said last time I've kind of kept fairly ignorant about this ride, partly intentionally um, thought it would be nice to go in fresh, but also because I don't really care about Minions a great deal. But for people <laughs> who don't know, this is basically a shoot 'em up attraction, but you are on a moving walkway with a kind of freewheeling gun, if you like. So it's not tethered to anything. You're just holding it. It's like a Nerf gun. And as I say, you're on a moving walkway. Uh, something that this write-up uh, includes, which I didn't know about, was that it's also going to integrate with the Universal Orlando app. So you sync the app with your gun on this ride and you use it to kind of track scores and stuff like that. And you can compare yourself to friends and family and other riders and, and, and whatnot. This is cool. so it's the kind of stuff we've seen before, but just not baked into the app uh, to this level. At least I've not been on a ride where it's done this to this extreme. It's um, pretty cool, right? Do you think this is kind of a taste of things to, to come? I think Park's going to be doing this more and more, especially if they start to leverage more and more franchises where more and more video game franchises essentially where kind of interactivity and high scores are obviously um to a lot of people the 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 quintessential parts of a video game yeah i think it's uh you know obviously we've already said super intrigued by how this ride uh, is gonna you know reactions to this ride and i really want to hear your thoughts if you do get to go on it um it looks really cool and i like the concept of the conveyor belt system that's kind of cool and having this being able to have this leaderboard in your pocket is so good like what if you're you're number one and you're like kind of casually checking it through the day like yeah i'm still number one oh, still yeah. number one and then someone comes along and beats you you're like right that's it we're going back to minion mayhem got to get the better score here get notifications do you think if people beat your score like it'd be like duolingo <sighs> like you've fallen out of the bronze league i hope so i get hope over there. so yeah and i kind of want like I think it looks like they've only got like a daily leaderboard, but I kind of want them to add monthly leaderboards so you can see like you, you've got you've been on holiday, you've come back home to England, and you might still be top. <laughs> um, yes, but then right at the end of the month, you might get overtaken. Who knows? Well, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. You're back in England. Yeah, they, they've done a little bit of this in the Universal app before. Is there not? something to do is supercharged in the app right like none of these are separate apps but the way they're kind of presented they're almost like separate apps within the main universal app and yeah i'm pretty sure they do something with supercharged but i forget for obvious reasons that i don't dedicate too much of my brain or memory to that ride if i can help it uh, yeah i don't is this, think i've done is this, anything is there anything else 
Any other rides that interface with the phone at all? I mean, obviously they do loads of it in the Nintendo lands, but those aren't in Florida yet, so haven't been able to experience them for myself. But yeah, Not I think this makes... Aware in, in Florida. Um, obviously, Disney's mm. always had the Disney... Yeah, they do a lot of it in Galaxy's Edge, I guess. That is where the phone stuff at Disney really comes into its own. And, and this, I suppose, actually come to think of it, I might be slightly misremembering. I think there is a bit of this actually in the um, with Smuggler's Run. I think there is some sort of score tracking in the app there. I, I forget exactly how it works. Right. But yeah, no, this looks smart. I like the UI on this app. Uh, as I, I can't remember if I said now, we're reading this on Orlando Park Stop. So Alicia Stella, who's written this up, has just posted some screenshots of how it works. It's you know got your name at the top and you can change your avatar and things like that. Uh, the kind of official spiel talks about unlocking perks uh in addition to bragging rights and by getting high scores what those perks are i don't know and uh you know there's some vague reference to unlocking a deeper connection that enhances their in-park experience and sets the stage for even more digital to physical world benefits i don't really know what that might be you know exclusive pin badges something like that like you you literally can't buy this pin badge unless you've got x score and you have to prove it on the app something like that could they do stuff like that yeah that would be quite cool Uh, it looks like there's collectibles on i don't know if they're in the game like in the ride or or what? There's, but it looks like collectibles and missions as well. So maybe you get special missions, and then you can like it's like oh hit. Do your dailies, Josh. Do your villain yeah, con dailies. Got to do your dailies. God's sake, yeah. we've made theme park rides into live service games. I hate this. Uh, I'm kind. <sighs> I'm kind Change of into mind. it as long as it's not like because it's like once you're out of it, uh, there's nothing you can do. So you, it's acceptable. Like. With a live service game, you're always in it, right? Because it's always on you. Whereas here, it's like you're you're in it for for the day, um, and then you're out. Mm. I guess, unless yeah. you obviously live in Florida, then you're in it for life. Well, yes, yes. The ultimate, the ultimate reason to get an annual pass if you haven't already got one. You know, staying on top of these villain con leaderboards. <laughs> it's the only reason you should get one. What other reason do you need? Yeah. Right, sticking with Orlando Park Stop. And uh, as ever, Alicia Stella keeping a close eye on permits and, and trademark filings and things like that to do with Universal's Epic Universe, which we await for 2025. And uh, new trademarks may reveal attraction names at the park, Ooh. which is cool. So uh, we'll run through some of these. So we'll start, again, it's worth remembering if people have forgotten that Universal has not talked at all about what lands are coming to this park, what kind of rides, like all the knowledge that we have is based pretty much exclusively on Alicia Stella's reporting. That's really the only reason we know that there is going to be a classic monsters land, a how to train your dragon land, etc. Uh, you know, some of them are, you wouldn't have to necessarily read all this stuff to to guess that, oh, yeah, this is probably where Nintendo will be. It would sure make sense if there was more Harry Potter. Like, those aren't particularly wild assumptions to make. But, uh, yeah, it's it's basically all but confirmed because of Alicia Stiller's reporting. Universal itself has not really said anything about what is coming to this park. 
So, in the classic Monsters land, some of the uh, potential attraction names here, we've got Monsters Unchained, the Frankenstein Experiment. Do, do we need the Monsters Unchained bit? I don't know. I don't know. Like I know, I know I've, in this literal podcast, I've said I'm okay with the sponsorship on the Tesla ride, but this isn't sponsorship. This is like a weird universal thing of having to have too many words in titles yeah well this this we think is the marquee ride which is going to use kooka arm technology like harry potter and the forbidden journey yeah and there, there wasn't a suggestion until now that it was going to be exclusively frankenstein at all like this might be almost your greatest hits so maybe it Maybe the the name of the ride is trying to convey the fact that yeah, that this is kind of your greatest hits marquee monster ride. But I guess like maybe the narrative hook is Frankenstein, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what they're trying to get across. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it almost feels a bit like um, you know if that dark universe movie franchise had come about, uh, Monsters Unchained would have been like the kicker, and then yeah. you would have had different subtitles for each film gosh the was dark that, universe was that van helsing film was that universal or was that that was universal but that was that was a long time ago right that was around the same yes. time as the mummy the, as in the brendan fraser mummy yeah, well, that, yeah. Would have, that would have been a good crossover brendan fraser yeah, and hugh jackman in early 2000s though, right? but then van helsing can like lives like forever uh, curse yeah. of the werewolf a bit bland but you know, snappier, I suppose. Yeah, there's no uh, uh, colons in there, so... No, no, no colons. We've also got some potential names for snack stands and shops. Uh, Delacy's, which Alicia reckons is a, a cottage-themed snack stand near the main ride. Uh, Delacy is a character from the original Frankenstein who lives in a cottage in the forest. So, checks out. Right. And uh, Pretorius's Scientific Oddities, uh, which is a, a gift shop. Uh, we've also got Oddities and Monstrosities, which if that's a gift shop, that is a very good name for a gift yep. shop, I'd say. Uh, the Manor right. Storehouse, they've got a trademark for that as well. Uh, the okay. Burning Blade Tavern, which one assumes is an eatery. Uh, and Das Steakhouse. Uh, that's not Just Europa Park. House. I haven't got my wires crossed. That is also in this uh, Epic Universe story. The only other one Alicia's got here is Darkmoor, which could be the name for the land, or at least the setting. I mean, the land will probably get something a bit more brandy, you know, as a name. Darkmoor, uh, colon, the Dark Universe. Sure. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. I mean, it's very universal. It really is. Uh, then we move to Celestial Park. So this is going to be like the main hub of Epic Universe, which will have its yep. own rides. It's not just going to be like a city walk situation. Anyway, most of these are going to be shops here, these trademarks. We've got the Moonship Chocolates and Celestial Sweets, North Star Wintry Wonders, which we reckon is a Christmas shop, Lens Flare, which is uh, your photography pickup spot. Uh, various Emporia, uh, which is a pretty low effort uh, name <laughs> to give a collection of shops, but that seems to be what they're going for. Uh, 
That's very unobtainium, isn't it? It really is, yes. <laughs> uh, Meteor Astro Pub. Guess what that is? Uh, uh, sounds generic. So, yeah, it does sound a bit generic, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it uh, for now. I, I'd imagine Alicia will, of course, keep her eye out for more trademarks as they are filed. I mean, we would imagine that in Nintendo Land, for example, we're going to get the same kind of rides that we're seeing elsewhere. So Mario Kart, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Roller Coaster. So all those names presumably are going to be the same. But the other lands will obviously wait and see exactly what stuff ends up being named and whether or not that gives us a better idea of the kinds of rides that they are going to be. Although, as I've said, Alicia's done so much reporting on it already that if you want to know what Epic Universe is, what's going to be there, you can find out already. Uh, it's 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 kind of all out there. So yeah, yeah. I was, um, I'm kind of surprised that all of these shops obviously are very specifically Universal. I thought that maybe there'd be some brands in here from outside of Universal, kind of like a city like City Walk or uh, Disney Springs. Oh, I see um, what you mean. Right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not against this at all. I like it. Well, I mean, I know it's sort of kind of being labeled as sort of the central hub. And I guess, you know, one of the very early rumors about this park was that, you know, you'd have different tickets for different lands and things like that, right? I uh, obviously yeah. we don't know if that's going to end up being how it works. That always seemed a little strange to me. So I think you know, if, if they consider this hub area to be part of the actual theme park, then I think maybe having branded stores would would maybe be a little a little odd. Like you don't really see that, do you? No, in, I, in other theme no, parks, like you, you uh, do sometimes. Yeah. There are some exceptions to the rule. Like Disney the Lindor shop in Europa Park, Josh. Yeah, um, or like the all of the shops in Epcot. Well, a lot of the shops in Epcot that are have branded goods. They're not fish layer like they're not Lindor branded on the front door, but they're clearly um branded when you get inside and you got the products. Mm. Um and obviously Starbucks and the like in Disney. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean Starbucks is a law unto itself. It's true. But is no croissant moon. Put no, make a I, new croissant moon, by the way. There's gotta be a croissant moon in this park. I don't care what yeah. you call it. But come up with something. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you've almost you almost got it right with the Meteor Astro Pub. Mm. Indeed. Um, I'm hoping Lens Flare sells some kind of uh, memorabilia, film memorabilia. Which um, which lands gift shop would you be most excited to check out? I reckon it would be Classic Monsters for me. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, interesting. What kind of How to Train Your Dragon merch would you want? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... Oh, it's oh. the one I'm most curious about, I think. I want a cool... I want, yeah, I just want um, them do some kind of cool, edgy, grown-up How to Train Your Dragon stuff. Someone's got to <laughs> stick that in the corner of a shop somewhere, right? Yeah, big market for edgy, grown-up How to Train Your Dragon merch, I reckon. Yeah. That's, that's what I think of when I think How to Train Your Dragon. Edgy. I think it's it's the leading market, I think, for How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, absolutely. Right, well, that's going to do it. The only other thing for us to do is to disappoint everyone by saying that we're probably not going to Guardland anymore. But <laughs> but it's because if we are actually serious about doing Japan, 
next year, like early next year, we've got to save up some leave. So, yeah. you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna cripple the Gardaland trip for the greater good. That's the, the plan, good. anyway. Now, if you've been a long time listening to Park Rush, you know the what the actual end game here is that we don't go to any of these places. <laughs> <laughs> None of this happens for reasons that may be out of our control, but also may be completely within our control. Who knows? It's just as likely to be, or it's much more likely that we simply don't get our house in order as as it is there is another pandemic or something that gets in the way. But that's where we're at. I mean, we should probably try and do, I mean, obviously I'm going to Florida, so we'll have some more trip reports before the end of the year, but maybe we should try and do like a park rush trip somewhere and, you know, before the end of 2023, perhaps a domestic park, maybe get back over yeah. to Alton Towers or Thorpe Park or I know, you know, you're a bit less keen on Chessington. Uh, I do want to do want to see about that Jumanji uh, stuff, though. The Jumanji ride kind of looks cool. Well, is, is, does Chessington fall into the Legoland category for you of you need a child? Don't think so. I think it's okay. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, watch this space then, everybody. Maybe Chessington after the it's summer holidays. Limit, then. But it's, uh, I think it's okay. Screw going there in the summer holidays. So. Oh, 100%. Bad idea. Okay, well, thanks very much for listening. If you made it this far, we'll be back next week with another Park Rush podcast. Until then, stay safe and take it easy out there. Goodbye. See ya. Yeah.